Again, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Healing School again today. You're going to get blessed real big today. And as we always say, grab pen and paper and get ready to take some real good, good notes. No matter where you are in the world hearing this message, uh, we would like to hear from you. Yes, we would. Uh, you can go to www.larryelderministries.com uh, and click on contact and grab the information. Let us know where you are listening from. Praise God. And uh, there's some more information we would like to send you away, okay, that will bless you. All right? So, with that being said, Prophet, we'll pray and go ahead and get started. Father, we thank mm -hmm. you in the name of Jesus for every person in this class today. In Jesus' name, you are touching your people. You sent your word to heal them, and your word is doing exactly that. And we thank you. We're excited about it. We praise you for it. In Jesus' precious name. And if you agree, you can say amen. Amen. Praise God. All right, today we are talking about right thinking. Right thinking. Now, we've been in this lesson, uh, I think, for two weeks now. Today, make the third week. Am I right? Absolutely. All right. So, as I said, grab your pen and paper. Get ready to get blessed. Amen? Okay, Prophet. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Again, <clears throat> welcome Good morning. to Healing School. And uh, we've been talking about right thinking. Amen. Just a little quick review on some things we've already shared. I thank God for you listening in with us this morning. And we believe that, as always, you will not leave the way you came blessed and on fire with the Word of God. Well, we started this right thinking message with a situation that occurred with Brother Hagen when he was a young minister. He had an accident and injured his arm, and he said while he was in the hospital, Jesus appeared to him in a vision and said, my best is that my people never, ever be sick or have an accident, but very few people ever walk in my bed. Man, that's a powerful statement, huh? Absolutely. Never walk in my bed. And then he gave three reasons why, you know, people get sick, have accidents, and go to the hospital. And as we pointed out, we're not saying that this never happens. It happens to us all the time. But he's, he wants us to know these reasons so we can avoid them. He said the yes. number one reason is most of us, you know, we don't know what belongs to us. Mm -hmm. And what is he talking about? In the word of God, the promises of God. That's what he's talking That's right. about. And number That's right. two, he said the number two reason is if they do know these truths, so many of us are what? Weak in our faith. Mm -hmm. And then the number three reason is basically they are in the end disobedience. And he then said, the Lord told him, your accident occurred because of your disobedience. 
So he found out where he was missing it and he straightened it out. And that's all yeah. we need to do. All of us, we just need to find out where am I missing it so we can fix it. You know, God does not reveal these things to us to punish us or to make us feel bad. No, he wants us to know about it so we can avoid it. So our lesson came from the number two reason. If you remember, he said, even if my people know what belongs to them, so many are weak in faith. And that's where this message is, what we focus this message on, right thinking. So let's get back into, we stopped last week, we gave a lot of things. Uh, in week two, we talked about renewing the mind, amen? And so when we renew our mind, he said we have uh, strong faith, we think right, and if we think right, we believe right, and if we believe right, we speak right. And then mm-hmm. ultimately what? We are able to receive from God. Yes. We also say that God can only work through what? Right thinking. But the devil works through what? Giving us his thoughts. And that's what we're going to focus on today, talking about those thoughts and how to cast them down. So what is right thinking? It's God's thoughts. Thinking in line with the way God wants us to think. Wrong thinking is thoughts that are not in line with God's word. And Romans 12 and 2, we looked at that, and it is, you know, Romans 12 and 2 instructs us. And he can be not conformed to this world, but be what? Transformed, how? By the renewing of our mind. That's our, that's our point. That's on us. We need to renew our mind. So yes. what is the remedy for wrong thinking? A renewed mind. A renewed mind, a renewed mind. And when we renew our mind in line with the word of God, taking on God's thoughts, our greatest defense against the devil is a renewed mind. It's a renewed mind. So let's, you know, talk about that today. We need to learn that every thought, this is where we want to jump off in our teaching today. Every thought that comes to you does not come from you. It doesn't come from you. I'm going to say mm-hmm. that again. We need to focus on this fact. That the thoughts that are in our head sometimes, this don't always come from us. Now you say, wow, you mean it's in my head and it didn't come from me? No, not all the time. Because the devil will speak thoughts to your mind. He will speak thoughts to the mind and we must recognize them when they come and, you know, do something about it. We must recognize them when he speaks those thoughts. Because how can, first of all, and and it all starts with going right back to where we always end up. We start there and we end there. What do we start with? We start with the word of God and we end with the word of God. So the devil... We'll put these thoughts, and you must recognize them. Let me give you an example. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to use something that's familiar. Okay, here we go. Someone has hurt you. Um, I want to use it. I'm not going to use any names. This is a generic thing. Someone has hurt you, and they they did it. They really did. They 
abused you, misused you, tried to, you know, just destroy your business, your company, tried to just defame you, just did all kinds of stuff against your business. And, and, and they, it's been proven that they did it. Now, watch this. This thought comes to your mind, and I know it comes to each of us because we are human. When someone hurts us, the first thing that Satan is going to try to put, the kind of thoughts he's going to try to put in our minds is what? Revenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm going to, I'm going to go after this person, and I'm going to make them pay. Child of God, that thought didn't come from God. Are you listening to me? Yeah. Yeah. Now, now, God, he'll, he'll, he, I'm not trying to say God will not tell you to just sit there and let someone destroy your business. That's not what I'm saying. I'm going to say again. The thought comes to you to do the same thing to them that they did to you. That thought didn't come from God. Mm-hmm. Yes, you must protect your business. Yes, you must go to court or whatever to defend your company. But look at what I said. You are not ever going to have a thought from God that tells you to do the same thing to them that they did to you. Yeah. Hello? Are you listening mm-hmm. to me? That did not come from God. And so that's what we're saying. We must we must first identify those thoughts because the devil will speak thoughts to your mind, but we must recognize when those thoughts come and that they did not come from God. Okay, great. Fear and doubt have an offspring called worry. Say it again. Fear and doubt has an offspring called worry. Mm -hmm. But we must recognize that worry is a flow of fear and take a stand against it. That's right. I'll say it again. We must recognize that worry is a flow of fear, and we must take a stand against worry. You say, wow, you've got to be kidding me. You're telling me now we should be with worry? That's what I'm telling you. Now, that's easier said than done. But when we recognize that worry is a flow of fear, you will take a stand against it. It's not, mm-hmm. It is not easy. You know, easier said than done, of course. But you think God will ever tell us to do something that we're incapable of doing? He will not. It might require a little willpower, a little strength on our part, but we can do it. Mm -hmm. We must learn to recognize wrong thoughts, like thoughts of fear, thoughts of worry, thoughts of doubt. And we must resist them by refusing to entertain them. Yeah, refusing to entertain them. Because what happens when we entertain a thought? They become actions, right? Come on, yeah. If we think on it and think on it and think on it and think on it, let's go back to the example I gave you. That was wrong what he did. He should not have done that. He should not have spoken against me. He should not have tried to, you know, defraud or defame my business. He should not have tried to, you know, just ruin my... And I know what I'm going to do. See, thought cause action. And that's what Satan is hoping that you will respond 
to those thoughts. And, and eventually you will if you just keep going to sleep on that and thinking on that. And that's when he comes in the weary hours of the morning when the you're quieting down, your mind is quieting down. He's going to, you know, just inundate you with those thoughts of what that person did. It happens to me like that all the time. You know, as long as you're busy and going from place to place and talking to people and staying busy and active during the day, you you don't have time to think on it. But see, you settle down at night. Are you listening to me? You think about this. You're laying there trying to rest, and you're thinking about those things. And then before you know it, if you're refusing to, if you don't refuse to entertain, see, that's what entertaining means. You're just constantly thinking about it. You're rehearsing it over and over and over and over in your mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And eventually, you get so angry about it, and it becomes so real that you want to act on that thought because you were refusing to turn them over, you know, to, 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 into the, uh, to the word of God. You're refusing to cast it down. You're entertaining it, but you should immediately cast that down. So we can fight thoughts, but we cannot fight thoughts with thoughts. I'm going to say that That's again. Right. We good. can fight thoughts. But we cannot fight thoughts with thoughts. Did mm-hmm. you know that? No. That's right. We fight them with what? Words. With the words. We fight thoughts with words. We must cast those thoughts down by answering them. Yes, go ahead and say it. By what? By answering those thoughts. Mhm. Hello. Yes. yes. You you answer those thoughts. See, with the Word of God. Now let's go back to my opening statement. If you don't know the Word of God, how can you do that? That's right. You can't. Want to reflect no, on that a moment? If you don't know. What the word says, you don't know the truth. Because John 8 and 32 say, and you shall know the truth. And the truth shall what? Make you free. Well, it's only the truth that you know. But if you don't know, and when I say the truth, I'm referring to the word of God. See, God gave us words to overcome our mind. I want to say that again. God gave us words to overcome our minds. Mm. Yes, he did. People think words are just sound, are just communication. In God's original sense of words, it was for creation. Words create. And God said, Light be, light was. And God said, and God said, and God said, and God said, and God said. And then you will find where it says, and God saw that it was good. What did he see that it was good? What he said. What was he doing? He was creating. Now, I showed you all of that to show you this. 
That's what you and I are doing with our words. We are creating. Jesus said in John 6 and verse 63, It's the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are what? They are spirit and they are life. They are what? They are spirit and they are life. Why did he say spirit and why did he say spirit first? Because the spirit world dominates this natural world. Everything you see in it, it came from the spirit world first. And that's why God said in Genesis 1 and verse, uh, I believe it's verse 28, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. That's the first words that mankind ever heard before. That was the very first thing he ever heard. Be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth and subdue it. What does subdue mean? Dominate it. You can dominate sickness and disease with your words. We talk about right thinking. But if you don't know what the Word of God says, how can you take advantage of it? How can you dominate with it? Your body was never meant to tell you what to do. You are supposed to tell that body what to do. Your body was never meant to tell you how you feel. You, you are supposed to tell that body how to feel. Replenish. Fill it up again. It's your words. All right. Praise God. Glory to God. So, thank you. Let's look back at what we were saying. We cannot fight thoughts with thoughts. No. We fight, we fight thoughts with words. We must cast them down. And let me show you this is how we cast down thoughts. Number one, and I pray you're taking notes. I'm going to give you two specific ways to cast down thoughts. Number one, answering them with the word of God. Mm-hmm. You say, I should answer my thoughts? Of course you can. Of course you Listen, let's look, use the scriptures as an example. We all know the scripture familiar passage of the fig tree. Sure, we know it. The Bible says Jesus in that Mark passage over there, Mark uh, chapter 11, I think it is. Yes, of course. Mark 11. Uh, let's go there. Mark 11. Let's look at verse 22. All right. In the King James. And Jesus answering said unto them, have faith in God. So when you see the word answering, that means someone has said something to you, right? Yeah. That's right. But see, he was answering, we already know he was answering his disciples because they were telling him about, man, they were amazed at that tree, that he spoke to the tree, and the tree responded to his words. Amen. 
That's right. So I'm going to show you that same thing right there in verse 14 in that chapter, verse 11, I mean chapter 11, verse 14. And Jesus answered and said unto it. Well, what was he talking to? He was talking to the tree. That's right. The tree. Now, let me go back up to verse 12. And on the morrow, when they came from Bethany, he was hungry. Verse 13. And seeing the fig tree, afar off, having leaves, he came, happily, he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. For the time of fig was not yet. And so what you got to understand is, Whenever a tree, that tree, that tree, like that particular tree has leaves, it's supposed to have figs as well. Because when you study about the fig tree, they appear at the same time. Yes. That's good. The fig and the leaves appear at the same time. Now, there was nothing there. And so now that brings us to verse 14. And Jesus answered and said unto it. Now, what was he answering? That tree told him he didn't have any faith. But he was supposed mm -hmm. to. That's right. He was supposed to. So he answered the tree back. He said, well, okay, then no man will eat hereafter from you forever. And his That's disciples right. heard it. Well, mm -hmm. saying, well, who is he talking to? Talking to that tree. You don't answer unless something has been asked of you, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. answering, you must cast. Now he's putting it up. And can anybody else hear those thoughts that Satan's putting in your head? Of course not. Just like no one heard that tree talking to Jesus, but Jesus heard it. So That's right. I'm showing you, you cannot cast a thought down with a thought. Now if Jesus had not spoken to that tree, that tree would not have died. Are you listening? But Absolutely. yet it was a thought. It was a thought that he was answering. And that's a good example right there, what we're talking about. So the disciples were amazed. What he talking to? Talking to that tree that had put the thought in his mind that, you know, speaking to him in his mind that, you know, there, there are no things here and all, whatever else it may have said. But Jesus knew the thought. Mm-hmm. You see, first of all, you could look at it from another perspective. That tree summoned him to come and eat, making him believe that there was figs there. Because that's the time figs appear. They appear when the leaves, because the tree was full of leaves. Mm -hmm. And so when he got there, it's almost like saying, psych, I fooled you. There are no, no figs here. <laughs> he said, oh, yeah. really? He said, well, and no man will eat from fruit from you hereafter forever. He cursed that tree. For lying in his That's mind, right. but it was but it was in his mind. Yeah, it was thought. So answering, That's good. Mm -hmm. answering, he said, "Oh, really? Well, no man will eat fruit from you hereafter for, forever." And his disciples heard him. They didn't hear the thoughts that went in his mind. The disciples heard him answering. All right. So you see, yes. That's the proper procedure for dealing with thoughts that come to your mind. No one else can, no one can hear what I'm, and people feel comfortable, Apostle, with saying, 
Well, you know what? I, I'm free to think this all day long. I can think it. I can think about yeah. this. I can think about this. And I can, because no one knows my thoughts. And that's where Satan plays on us the most. That's right. Because he that's knows right. that we feel safe because no one else can hear us. Are you listening mm-hmm. to me? But you're not safe. Satan knows that he, if he can get you to continue thinking on those thoughts, that's how he's going to have access into your life, into your body, into your finances, into your home, into your whatever. It's going to come through your thoughts. So how do we cast down thoughts? Answering them with the word of God. That's number one. Mm -hmm. And then number two, spending time worshiping God to help hold your attention on God and all those thoughts. Say that again. I will. The number two way to cast down thoughts is spending time worshiping God. You know, I'm praising him every morning. See, that thought is going to try to come back. Oh, no. You just, Father, thank you. That thought is gone. Praise you. I praise you. I glorify you for that word you gave me. And watch this. Satan knows he can't get back in. He's going to keep trying to get that thought in. But every time it comes to you, Oh, thank you, Father. That's all it's gone. I give you praise and glory and honor for your word. You're spending time worshiping God and your attention on God and off those wrong thoughts. So anything that you resist like that, eventually it's going to leave you alone. Don't you know that? That's right. So I can't can't get in. You know, he's got all his attention fixed on praising and worshiping God. I can't get in over there. That's just supposed to try to attack someone else. Casting down imaginations in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. You That's got Second Corinthians chapter ten and verse five. Yes, thank you. You got to cast those thoughts down. That's what we're talking about. That's how you cast That's those right. thoughts down. That's exactly mm-hmm. what we're talking about. Casting down thoughts. Yes. Number one. Number one way. Answering them with the word of God. And number two, spending time worshiping God. This is how we cast right. down thoughts. Because if you don't cast yeah. them down and replace them with the word of God, I promise you, it's going to keep, just going to keep nudging at you. Because what is the ultimate goal? To get you to say something or do something. That's right. That's Satan's ultimate goal. And when we keep talking about, you think, you think that it's okay to just tell someone, you know, about how you're feeling? And people do that all the time, guys. It's mm-hmm. okay to say what the problem is once. It's okay to do that. You go to the doctor, you got to tell the doctor what's the problem. You got to tell the doctor where the problem is in your body, where the pain is. You don't know what the cause of the pain, but you're going to say, well, you know, doc, I've been having pains in my back. The last couple of nights and or you know my legs or my knees are weak or you know I'm having this problem in my head I'm just thinking my you know I'm having headaches whatever you got to say that to the doctor because that's how he does his work he goes to work on what we tell him but now what why that's right. you don't need to go put it on Facebook you don't need to no. send it to a thousand people and say pray for me because I'm having pains in my back and then and and not that I'm knocking prayer I'm not. It's okay to ask people to pray. But what I'm asking you is not to keep rehearsing the problem. Mm -hmm. Find the answer in the word of God 
and replaces that problem with the word. <laughs> because That's if right. you just keep rehearsing, and you know, first of all, you're going to get in the healing school, and if you get here with the problem, let me tell you, we're going to pray over it. We're we going to bring that thing in, but we're going to replace that pain that you're having with the word. What are you talking about? What are you saying to us, uh, prophet? Here's what I'm saying. You might come and say, well, okay, uh, the same thing you told the doctor, you know you should bring it to your spiritual doctor, right? We want you to bring it to us because your doctor is going to treat you with medication, but we are going to treat it with the word of God. That's right. Hello, somebody. We're going to find That's the good. word of God and put the word of God on that thing. And so once you That's get right. here to this place, you should leave it here. I'm going to say it again. Once you bring it here and drop it here, you should leave it here. Because what are we doing? Every morning, we have a very powerful prayer ministry team. And what goes into this team, what we pray about, it stays here. It's not going on Instagram. It's not going on YouTube. It's not going on Facebook. It's right here in God's face. And we pray over it. And we believe God for that. And we will not come out of agreement, not on, oh, God, please heal brother uh, Bucket Mouth, oh, please heal sister Bucket. No, we are going to put the word of God on that thing. Now, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, you've heard the request uh, of Sister Betty. I thank you right now. Satan has attacked her body, that cancer in, 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 in her, you know, her stomach, her esophagus. Breast cancer. Father, we lift up breast cancer to you this morning, and we thank you there's a cure for it. Jesus was wounded for her transgressions. Come on, y'all. He was bruised for her guilt and her iniquity. Come on, y'all. And the chastisement of our peace, come on, y'all, was laid on him, on Jesus Christ, and with the stripes that wounded him. Come on. Sister Betty is healed. God took that cancer and he's taking it right now he told us to bring it and lay it at the altar of god and we are cursing it right now because you said speak to the mountain and tell the mountain to be removed and be cast into the sea so we get breast cancer instantly right now and we believe you according to matthew chapter 18 and verse 19 for you said if two of you in the earth come on y'all will touch and agree on anything it shall be done for them not by Jesus, but by the yeah. Father, we're in heaven. And Father, your son told us that. So there's more than Larry and Helen here. It's 12 Praise of us you. on this prayer wall this morning, Father, coming to you for our sister Betty. And we know in the name of the Lord Jesus that you are not a liar because you said, I cannot lie. You will, you, you will never leave us. You will never forsake us. You said your word would never, ever change. You're watching over your word to perform it and Father, we come in this morning with this request that that cancer be removed, not covered, not tampered with medication, but Father, removed from it. It has no right. Yes, it's there, but it has no right to be there because of what Jesus did, because of what he died to provide for Sister Betty. Mm -hmm. So we come, Father, making intercession this morning for Sister Betty. Come on, somebody. Are you listening to me? That's good. What did I just do? I replaced that thing with the word of God. I'm calling it down with the word of God. Not my feelings. Even though I feel for systematic. 
I can't go to God with my feelings. I'm going to God and give him back his word. He said, come, let us reason together. Put me in remembrance of what I promised you. You think he forgot what he promised? No, that's not why no. he said put me in remembrance. He wants you to put in remembrance so you can get in your mouth and say what he said. That's how your, your healing comes. How you listening to him. He knows what he said. But he wants to, he wants to get you to say it. So he says, remind me. You know, that's how we teach our children. Remind me of what I said about cleaning your room. Oh, you know what you told that kid about cleaning that room, but that kid has decided he or she doesn't want to have any part of that. So you go to them and say, remind me of what I said about cleaning. Well, dad, you said I have to clean it every day. He said, that's what I said and that's what I meant. And then when you act on that, you'll get what? Your allowance. Hello? That's in the agreement. We made it. Yeah. Now, you clean your room. See, now that child gave dad back what he said. Dad knew what he said, but he was just trying to get that child to put it in his own speaking to what? Replace his thought that he didn't want to clean that room. No. That's what right. did dad say? Well, dad just said, if I clean my room every day, I'll get my allowance. Well, son, I meant that when I said it then, and I mean it right now. That's what my father in heaven is telling us. Son, daughter, I said it. By the strength of Jesus, you're healed. But I said also, you have to speak it. When you pray, he said, I want you to say. I want you to say what? Say what? Say what I've said about your healing. Mm-hmm. Come on. Say what I've said about your prosperity. Come on. Say what I've said uh, about your deliverance. Come on. Say what I've you real You realize in order to get saved, we got to say something? That's right. You can't just think salvation boss and think you're going to get saved. No. That's right. Everything that God gives us is predicated upon whether or not we will say what he said. It's contingent upon the fact of whether we know what he said. How can you say something that you have no knowledge of? Oh, come on. That's right. How are you listening to Absolutely. So once, once you've prayed and you've replaced this, and now you're worshiping God because you said it. Leave it alone. Now your faith kicks in. The pain still there, sure it's still there. But every day you're worshiping God. Mm-hmm. The problem is still there with the finances. Don't worry about it. The answer's going to kick in. Just keep worshiping God. Just keep on worshiping and praising God. Amen. I'm going to tell you something right. else. You cannot make the devil leave you alone. What? No, you cannot. Huh. But here's what you can do. But you can learn to be completely untroubled by him. Say it again. How? You can be completely untroubled by him. Well, what do you mean? How is that possible? By not listening to him and not giving his thoughts, any attention. You do it with people. Mm-hmm. Sure, you do. You do that with people. You turn them off. You turn people completely off when you want to. Ah, you do it all the time. I'm not going to listen to him. I'm not going to pay attention to what she's saying. I'm just going to turn her off. Just turn her off. Like we do the TV. Click. There's a button. A pastor used to say this all the time. The, the, the best, most powerful button on the TV is the one to turn it off. That's right. Absolutely. And do, and do you know that's the best way to, we do that with people? We turn them off. We ignore them. You do it so well. 
But how many of you know you need to do that with the thoughts that come in your head? That's right. We can make the devil, we cannot make him leave us alone, but we can learn to be completely untroubled by him. By not listening to him and not giving him his thoughts any attention. Mm-hmm. And he'll put people around you <laughs> with his, you know, you, you know, you shared with them. You may have said something to them to let them know what you're thinking. They're going to make sure they keep that thing going on and on and on. But you got to learn to leave that alone. Amen. That's right. Absolutely. Submit yourself unto God and resist the devil. And he will flee. Submit yourself to God first. Now you have the power to resist the devil. Ignore him. Amen. Amen. A renewed mind, a renewed mind still gets opposed. But it just refuses to open the door to opposition and let it in. Yes. I'm going to say that again. Just like we just shared, you cannot make the devil leave you alone. But you you learn to be completely delivered by not listening to his thoughts. By the same token, you say, well, now we've renewed, you say, well, now I've renewed my mind. And, and, and I'm saying this. It's still, the opposition's still going to come even though you've renewed your mind. But mm-hmm. if you refuse to open the door to that opposition that's coming, if you refuse to listen, that's the opposite. That's how you stand against it. If you refuse to give it attention and a place in your thought life, it will leave you alone. So don't think because now I've renewed my mind, you know, because people think like that too. Oh, I've renewed my mind. Those thoughts aren't coming to me anymore. It's still going to come. They come to me all the time. And I thank God that my mind is a little bit more renewed today than it was when I started out over 40 years ago. But are the thoughts still coming? Oh, my God. Like bullets. <laughs> Every time something in your world thoughts come to try to get you to what? Respond in kind. Well, that's how mm-hmm. Satan operates. But we should know the word of God now. Now you have to stand against with the word of God. Right. Stand against it with the word of God. Put the word of God there. Speak the word of God over those thoughts. Amen? Yes. And Go ahead, you had something. Somebody said you got to fight fire with fire. Mm. Well, no, you can't fight fire with fire because you're going to have a bigger fire. You're trying to put the fire out as it is. Amen. So you can't keep dumping fire on the problem. You got to distinguish that thing, put it out. Amen. How do you put out the fires of life? How do you put out the fire of sickness and disease with the word? Mm-hmm. The scripture says mm-hmm. Jesus cast out the spirit. 
Sickness is the spirit of death. Disease is the spirit of death. Jesus cast out the spirits with his word. Jesus cast out the spirit with a word. See it? Amen. He cast it what? Out. Not in. Out. All right. Amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. So, we can't make him leave us alone. But we can what? Learn how to be completely untroubled by him by not listening to him. By ignoring his thoughts. A renewed mind still gets an opposition all the time. But if you refuse to open the door, those thoughts will die. My father in the gospel used to say it like this. A thought, come on, unspoken, Mm -hmm. will what? Die unborn. I'm going to say it again. A thought, unspoken, will what? Die unborn. It cannot, it cannot live. It cannot be produced if you don't speak. Who? But Satan. And God, of course God knows you. But, but Satan knows when he's dropped, uh, an unwanted thought in your mind. He knows that. That's right. But if you don't speak, if you don't run around speaking everything he's telling you, it will die unborn. Because that's his ultimate goal. Remember to get you to speak it and to what? Act on it. Yes. Any troubling of the mind that you experience is an invitation to further renew your mind and to gain greater skills by disciplining thoughts that come into your mind and try to hold your attention. Mm -hmm. Let me say that again. Any troubling of your mind is an invitation to further renew your mind so that you can gain greater skills at disciplining your thought line and holding your attention on God's word. So you got to look at it as from when you begin to look at it from that perspective, you will not get upset all the time when the thoughts come. You say, here's another opportunity to what? Release my faith. Yes. Here's another opportunity to, to just become more experienced in, in, and furthering, you know, the renewal of my mind. So I can have greater disciplinary, you know, greater uh, skills at disciplining my thoughts. That's just another opportunity. So don't worry when troubles come. Now I want to point this out to you. This is vitally important what we're going to say next. Just knowing scripture and being able to quote scripture doesn't mean that your mind is renewed. I'm going to say it again. That's good. Just knowing, because we just said, you got to know the word of God, right? Yes. Yes. You cannot replace the thoughts in your mind with the word of God unless you know the word of God. We stress that. So we're going, as the apostle likes to say, let's go deeper. Mm. Just knowing scripture. And being able to quote scripture does not mean that your mind is automatically removed. Mm-hmm. The mind is not renewed. Okay, close attention to what I'm about to say. The mind is not renewed until you are 
D-O-I-N-G. Doing that word <laughs> that you know how to quote. Mm-hmm. Your mind is not renewed until you are doing that word in your everyday life. That's right. Casting down every wrong thought. Worrisome, fearful, doubtful thought by answering it with the word of God. See? Yes. Then holding your attention on him and his word to worship in him. Let me say it again. The mind is not renewed until you are doing that word in everyday life. Doing what? Mm-hmm. You're casting down every wrong thought. You're casting down troubles. You're casting down worry. You're casting down fear. You're casting down doubtful thoughts by answering it with the word of God and then holding your attention on the word rather than on the thought. Now you're doing it. So that's when your mind is going to get renewed. It's not going to get renewed just by quoting scripture. You can quote scripture till Jesus come and still not be healed. You can quote scripture, you know, from this world to the next world and still not receive what you need, the, the promises of God working in your life because you're only quoting them. You're not doing them. A man, I used this last night. We had an opportunity to go out into the community and do a cell meeting. And I thank God for that. And going out into yeah. the community is where you get, you get to test the temperature of people. And I love things like that. I love to really come in contact with people. Amen. Because you get to hear and listen where they really are. And I'm telling you, we ran into some of what we're talking about this morning. Not calling any names, but people, one one person, particularly in the group, just kept saying, well, I think this. It didn't matter what word we brought up. It didn't matter what we said. Well, here's what I think about that, she said. Well, here's what I think about that. No, I said, so I think a pastor said, do you believe? And um, she said, I believe the word of God from the word that's written in it to the bounding level that it's bound in. <laughs> and I said, I like that, sister. So you're a woman of God. She said, oh, yes, I believe the word of God. <laughs> and they said, do you believe, Apostle said, do you believe in praying in spirit and speaking in other tongues? She said, I don't believe in it. But she believed the word of God from cover to cover. And yet, right there in the book, in Acts chapter 2, he said, and then when the Spirit of God fell on them in the upper room, they heard them speak in other tongues and glorify God. Hello, hello. Mm-hmm. So the apostle pulled that scripture. She said, well, which, what are you going to do about that, sister? She said, well, I have to read that. I have to go study that. I, 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 I think that with that, what the Bible meant by that, it just meant that, you know, this one spoke this language and that one spoke, you know, figuring out, working it out for herself. Just, I'm going to do my own thing with this. I, I, I'm not going to believe that. <laughs> well, you're entitled to believe whatever you want to believe. See, so that's an example right there. I know the word, but I'm not going to do that. She also told us, you know, just many examples. Well, I know that's in the scripture, but I'm not doing that. Didn't she say that, Apostle? She, she said, not me. I, me, I'm not doing that. I, I, I don't think that's what it meant. Okay, you're entitled to that. Hello, somebody. 
But 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 when you look at what we're talking about right now, if you just know that the Bible says in Second Corinthians chapter ten verse five, if you know it says that you must cast down imagination and every high thing that's exalting itself against the knowledge of God, and you just decide, well, I'm not going to do that. Well, that's what we're talking about. Now you can know that scripture is in the Bible, and truly it is in the Bible. But you make up your mind, I'm not doing that. You see it? So the mind yeah. can never be renewed just because you know that's in the scriptures. No, you've got to do it. That's right. So we've got to do what the word says every day. Every day when those thoughts come, you've got to cast them down. You've got to cast down wrong thoughts. You've got to cast mm-hmm. down troubling thoughts. You've got to cast down worrisome thoughts. You've got to cast down fearful thoughts. You have to cast down doubtful thoughts by answering it with God's word. you got to do it. That's right. Just James, knowing scripture, in the book of James, James, go ahead. Go ahead, finish it. No, no, no. I was just going to repeat what I said already. Go ahead. In the book of James, it says, uh, don't be a hearer of the word only, but be a, be a doer. Since you're just a hearer, you're just deceiving yourself. Mm, that's where we're going, mate. Okay? Yeah. You have to be a doer. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's, uh, that word, when you said to yourself, that was right where, keyword where we're going now. So pay attention to this. Many people have learned faith lingo. And they and they won't confess wrong things to other people. But what do you say? Watch this to yourself. I'm gonna say it again. Many people have learned faith lingo, and they yeah. will not confess wrong things, wrong speaking to other, wrong words to other people. But what do you say to you? To yourself. Mm-hmm. For example, before I go further, let me give an example. Faith lingo. You say, yeah, faith lingo. Faith lingo is something like, you know, it goes like this. Uh, good morning, sister, uh, bucket about Good morning, brother bucket Well, good morning. Well, praise God. Uh, you know, glory to God. Isn't it a wonderful day? This is the day the Lord has made. I shall rejoice and be glad in it. Oh, yes, sister, praise God. Yes, brother, God bless you. How are you feeling? Oh, I'm on top and rising. I feel good. I'm on top of the world. I'm, you know, yeah. I'm blessed and highly favored of God. And then when you go home, what do you say to yourself? Man, my head is killing me. Hello, somebody. My feet killing me. Man, it's Monday. It's blue Monday. Oh, Lord. It's rainy. It's a rainy, muggy day outside. And then you start looking at things around your home. Oh, my God. How am I ever going to do, be able to do this? Uh, did, yeah. Do you see the, sh- did, did you see the shift there? That's right. Oh, good morning. Good morning, sir. How are you today? Oh, I'm blessed and I favored. Oh, favored of God. 
This is the day of the Lord. Oh, glory. And on and on. Faith lingo to others. But what are you saying to your son? What are you saying Mm -hmm. to you? And you do, we do that all the time. We, because we are people of feelings and emotions. We've been trained to, to express our emotions. And God, your emotions are not bad. God gave them to you. But when you yeah. want to learn how to prosper in the spirit world, all right, now let's keep making that distinction. We're in this world, but we what? We're born into another world now. We know how to function in this world. You want to get here? You go to the doctor. You pay your medical bills. You get all kinds of insurance. You take the medicine. You got people taking hundreds of pills a day. But now you want to learn how to get healed in the spirit world. You're going to have to swallow the word of God. You don't swallow pills. You swallow those words. Mm. And, and then you begin to say them. Like the lady, we used the example with the lady who had the breast cancer. And she gave that powerful testimony in this passion. She just decided, I, you know what? <laughs> this is God's word. You said I need to just take this every day, take it in the morning, take it at lunchtime, take it at night, take it before I go to, I'm just going to take it. I'm just going to put healing scriptures and thank you, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Bless them, my organs. My body is functioning in the perfection that you created to function. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I thank you right now by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. Thank you, Father, you sent your word and healed me and delivered me. All day, every day, she just put that in there. And just kept putting it in, putting it in, putting it in. What were we saying? Like you over here in the natural world, taking the pills, taking the pills, taking the pills. She's over here in the spirit world, taking the word, taking the word, taking the word. And one day the doctor says, wait, 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 hold up, sister bucket, mom. I don't see the cancer anymore. What happened? Can you tell me what you've been doing? She said, well, I think what happened is I took so much of the word of God, I just pushed it right out. There was no more room in there. Are you listening to me? Amen. See, so what are you saying to yourself? You can't tell other people, oh, I'm blessed and highly favored. I'm walking in the blessings of the Lord. I'm healed and on top and rising. You know the faith lingo. Faith lingo. And we say it to others. But are you speaking that faith lingo to yourself? We get home and we say, oh, well, I feel sad. You go to work, you meet Sister Jane. Well, you pray in the morning before you leave home and you take the word of God. You take it, take it, take it, take it. And you say, thank you, Father, by faith. I know I'm healed. But then you get on the job and the pain is still there. Well, good morning, Sister Buckingham. How are you today? Oh, man, I say I was up all night with this headache and it's still here today. I don't know how I'm going to make it today. Well, which one is it? Yeah. Absolutely. So. You got to be careful. What are you saying to yourself? Pay attention to what you are saying to yourself and thinking about. Absolutely. If a thought thought does not lead you to peace, I'm going to say that again. If a thought does not lead you to peace, resist it. Resist it. Then turn your attention then turn your attention away from it. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, praise God. Well, Prophet, we have to leave it right there. We are out of time. 
We're not even going to go to the phone lines today. Okay. We'll go to the phone line again next week. We want to thank you for joining this class today. It has been a powerful one. Folks, right thinking, right believing, and right confession will put you over the top. See, when I say confession, I'm not talking about confess all your sins. I'm confessing, you know, I did something bad, something. That's not what I'm talking about. Confessing what the Word of God says. The Word of God says you are blessed going in and you are blessed coming out. Whatsoever you put your hands to do, you are blessed. That's confession. What am I saying to you? You will never rise above the level of your confession. Jesus said by his Christ you were healed. You must agree with him. And you need to start saying what he said. I'm healed. I'm blessed. I'm a world overcome. All right? I want to take this moment to invite you to the virtual church service on tomorrow and every Sunday at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. You owe it to yourself to come and see what God is doing. Folks, there's a lot going here, going on here at Larry Elder Ministries and Strong Faith Bible Church. So much going Amen. on. Amen. I'm telling you, people are being blessed. Yes, they are. They are very much being blessed. So you join us tomorrow. In order to do that, just go to www.larryaldeministries.com and right on the home page, click on virtual church service. There you are in the service with us. Well, we look to see you there. As I said, we are out of time. Thank you, Prophet. That was good. Amen. God bless. As always. This is Larry and Helen reminding you, you keep paying attention to the words because the word of God is meaningful. And something good is going to happen to you in Jesus' name. God bless you. See you next time.